0: know i want to i want to take my shirt off and jump in the crowd <laughs> you know what i mean i want to i want to do all that so
1: i want to um, see it as well so yeah. exactly I, f- I feel you do you know what i'm saying
0: <laughs> you know 100 <100%. laughs> i want
1: to see the energy on stage parallel sounds presented by nts and jameson irish whiskey
0: hey what's up this is your boy Tichel, and you're listening to parallel sounds with myself and Ujurime.
1: Hey.
0: Big thanks to NTS and Jameson for making this happen. I'm really excited to chat to you.
1: Likewise.
0: Yes, sir. Anyway, today we'll be talking about our local scenes and how they connect, our personal taste, and the people and places that helped form it, the importance of community in these strange times we're living in, and of course, all the music we associate with all these things. So, Oh, how are you doing?
1: I'm great. I'm looking forward to the show.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're in London, right?
1: Yes, I'm in London, South London to be specific.
0: That's dope. That's dope. I'm in um J H B right now, Joburg, South Africa.
1: Okay. Oh nice.
0: Were you originally born in uh, in London?
1: Yeah, born and raised.
0: Born and bred?
1: Yeah, born and bred um in Lewisham, which is within South London.
0: Okay. Myself, I was not born in South Africa. I was born in Atlanta, Georgia.
1: Oh amazing.
0: My parents were the were the travelers, clearly. And, uh, you know, I came back and forth, back and forth. And uh, around the age of 12, you know, we just stuck to South Africa and uh, I've been around ever since. But when people ask me where I'm from, I tell them I'm from a a little town in the Northwest Province um, called Mafeking. We call it Math Town. Um, So when people ask me where I'm from, I just simply tell them, yo, I'm from Math Town. But tell me, how would you describe your musical taste and um, where would you say that it came from? Um, what's shaped it the most?
1: So I'd say my musical taste to start off with is uh, rich soulful music. Uh-huh. And I'd say like the type of music that embraces you from the vocal to the instrumental, and I feel like a place where I've found all of those things has been within R and B, uh, soul music and jazz music and uh-huh. hip hop. And then of course, like in recent times I've got into more expensive sounds. Trap is definitely something that's influenced expensive. me. Expansive. No, oh, expensive. Expansive. Oh,
0: that, yo, I was about to say, yo, you're no, crazy. I, expensive. I,
1: I, I don't explain, I, I don't enunciate enough, but yeah.
0: No, all good, all good.
1: Yeah, no, expansive sounds. So yeah, I, yeah. I like, you know, I have quite a broad taste, obviously mainly in R&B and hip hop and jazz and even some parts of gospel. But yeah, yeah, say in recent times, you know, I've listened to different I suppose strands of hip hop Different strands of R&B Yeah And yeah in that I've just found like a comfort And I'd say it's inspired me Just to create music That helps people feel the same way That I did growing yeah. up And what I appreciate even today You know from today's uh, music culture So yeah I'd say That's kind of my area
0: Yeah let's play a song then Let's get let's get into it
1: Yeah so um, my track selection For my childhood Is Brandy Full Moon Dope <laughs> Yeah, like growing up, uh, driving with my dad and just chilling with my dad, even on weekends. Uh, we'd always listen to like different R&B albums. I think yeah. from that time, yeah, I was able to kind of realize that it's a passion of mine. So, yeah.
0: You know, what's crazy for me is everything that you said, I relate to. Because my my music selection is like, it's so out the box um, compared to what people think I am or who I am. Yeah. Recently, I've, I've started getting into, you know, the gospel melodies and chords, but I don't mind country. I don't mind rock. I don't mind indie, Amen. you know, alternative pop
1: or yeah.
0: uh, trap. I do it all. You know, I do it all. But for me personally, growing up, what I remember the most at the beginning of my musical journey was, you know, the R&B, the soul, the jazz. And I think... Honestly, it's because it's it's the only genre of music that I could play in front of my parents at such a young age <laughs> or yeah, in the car, okay. you know, riding with them, you know?
1: Yeah, no, I agree with that. And that kind of leads to, like, my next question. You growing up in two different cities, yeah, still at a young age, you would have experienced different types of music. And I feel yeah. like R&B being one of them, it was kind of staple to the US. And I think you were there at a time when you can kind of see how big it is. Do you know what I mean? Like we're in the UK here. So although we're listening to these tunes, the actual uh, hype around it, we're not totally surrounded by it other than on TV. So you being there just wanted to know like, how did that, you know, shape your childhood? And, you know, the same with the move to um, South Africa. Um,
0: I think it played a a major role, you know, being in the the US at that time when R&B was like really big and authentic, allowed me mm. to experience it at its most authentic. You know what yeah. I mean?
1: I agree. Yeah.
0: So I think that's the the number one thing when I came down this side to South Africa and I was hearing what people were trying to do, mimicking, you know, the R and B that they were hearing from so mm. far away. And I was yeah. actually in it, you know what I mean? And and yeah. it was authentic to me. You know, that just gave me a one up When it came
1: to
0: R&B bleeding across the rest of the world, you know, especially to, you know, a country like South Africa or a continent like Africa, period. Yeah, yeah, I agree. um, And moving to South Africa, um, now I was forced to listen to this authentic South African music and be well versed in that too. You know yeah. what I mean? And It must have been
1: very interesting.
0: You know, you know, and there's a lot going on here. <laughs> you know, Amapiano has is is the most recent, authentic, like hyped genre in South Africa, and it's not that yeah. it's it's just you know coming out now. It's always been around here. Um, yeah. But that's what South Africa, or rather, let me say that's what you know, moving from city to city has forced me to do. You know, it's forced me to become well versed in these authentic genres. And would you say, you know, you're connected to your your city musically?
1: Yeah, definitely. I feel like, you know, coming from London, there's kind of no excuse to indulge in the music culture. It's kind of everywhere. It's on the radio, it's on the TV, kind of in different spaces. And I feel like there's different ends to it. So there's like, you know, music that your friends are making locally, whether that's grime, whether that's hip hop, you know, whether that is R&B. Um, or garage, and then there's also you know the other end of the spectrum. We have our own version of pop singer songwriter. Yeah. Um, we even have our own like kind of uh, subgenres of um, Afrobeat and um, dancehall, which are kind of staple to the UK as well. So it's that import again of uh, different sounds from different places. You know R and B being from uh, America. Mm. and uh, as well as hip hop. And then, you know, you have your dance or your Afro beats, which come from two completely different places, 100%. Caribbean and, and Africa. So I think it shows where a lot of us, you know, we still center ourselves around where we're from. So me being Jamaican and Nigerian, mm. um, that's come out in different uh, subgenres here. So we have grime, which I've been exposed to uh, from a very young age. Um, and garage. And I'd say that's kind of influenced my vernacular Mm. and uh, my delivery as well as my visual output as well. So like my visuals and what I would like to achieve and show in London, do you know what I mean? And Mm. um, am I, you know, giving them something new? Am I giving them uh, something that's kind of remixed from the past? So there's a lot of, you know, fun staples Mm. uh, that you can play with from London culture. And yeah, like I said, being from Jamaica and Nigeria, um, visiting both places and just being immersed in the culture um mm. here at home in London, mm. um I'd say, yeah, that's definitely influenced me and um
0: talking about um culture in in London, Tommy, what are your earliest memories um, of connecting to a community or a scene?
1: Yeah, um I'd say garage music so. Mm. Uh, one of the first tunes I'd heard was from a group from London, uh, they called Mystique, three women um, who came together to make like kind of R&B music that yeah. kind of took on like garage undertones and even had garage, straight up garage remixes. So I'd say, yeah, like Mystique definitely influenced me because I saw myself you Know they wore clothes that I wanted to wear yeah. when I grew up, um, but that just told me that they, they were just relatable to me, do you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. yeah, like I was like, oh my god, these girls are from London, I'm from London, like mm. so, mm. this just works. I, I, I could really relate to that. And
0: that's told was there
1: any songs that, um, with uh, you and your uh, childhood growing up that helped shape the artist that you are today? To I mean,
0: my it's not it's not the earliest memory but one of the fondest memories personally for me there's an artist uh, from from you know that small little town i'm talking about mafi King, um that goes by the name of Kulichana. and he was in a in a group called morafe two rappers and a, and a singer and a singer dude um and they they're legendary from where we're from but you know he decided to do his own thing and everyone knows when you're in south africa you Joburg is the center of everything. You know, Joburg yeah. is, the, is the New York. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, like, it's London where you want to be. In the UK, yeah. it's, it's where everything moves the fastest. It's where you're going to make the most money. You're going to find the best and the worst of everything.
1: Sounds like London.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, right now I could care less about the States. I feel like I'm really from my feet gang, and this guy just made it out, (laughs) and I want to be where he's at, you know. And he was literally from like my street, you know what I mean? Like I used to see him in the street. So I was still in high school when when I would see him on TV, and this, you know, it really like struck a chord, you know.
1: Yeah, he's really talented, man. I'm gonna get into some of his stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should check it out for
1: sure. So you know, speaking about South Africa and uh, where you are now. How would you describe your uh, music community, whether it's like peers, you know, your audience?
0: I think, you know, it's, it's still a tricky one in South Africa. I think the audience is still trying to figure themselves out. It hasn't been too, too long where we've had our freedom, first of all. Hip-hop is still a new thing, you know, to South Africa. We're still arguing about whether we should be rapping in English or in our mother tongue. And and we've got 11 official languages. So it's like, come on guys, you know? So there's a lot of like silly arguments that are still happening that are, we should expect these arguments, especially in the teething phase. And I think that's where we are right now. We're very new to to this pop culture, you know? Um, we're still trying to decide whether, you know, we're accepting of trap, whether we want to hear English or like our, our mother tongues, um, but you know, because we have 11 official languages, you can understand how broad the spectrum is. So oh, in wow, terms yeah. of being broad, like we have a very broad audience, you know, that's, that's, the, that's the dope thing. We have a broad
1: Definitely.
0: audience. In terms of my peers, um, it's a small community, you know, it's, it's never hard getting hold of anyone. Well, I think I'm yeah. speaking like this maybe because of where I am in my career. Um but mm-hmm. it's not really hard, you know, to reach out to anyone, which I think is really, 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 really dope. So you know that being said, I think there's a lot of room for more artists, you know what i mean we're 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 hungry and we're ready for more artists to 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 do their thing, yeah, and on that note, um, what about yourself? How would you describe your music community to that side?
1: So my music community um is definitely start of my journey in music. Mm. It started off in like open mic scene. Mm. So it could be in Camden, it could be in like the most obscure parts of London, whether it's North or just deep East. Is Um, Camden
0: uh, considered obscure?
1: uh, It's just awkward for me to get (laughs) to from my part of South, but that wasn't the obscure part. It was just some random parts of North London or East London that I would be in, especially as a lot of venues were getting shut down or they weren't accommodating to artists, you know performing late at night. So I think, yeah, for me over time, as I've started to, you know, grow, I didn't really go anymore because it it just started to get, you know, more tricky and I did start to get busier, but uh, that was kind of the point of the open mic scene. So, you know, I'd go just to watch talent and then, you know, eventually I became part of the talent and, you know, I'd get up on stage and I'd perform and, um, you know, was around so many different artists. So there was a point where Stormzy used to be part of the open mic scene or, graduated to you know getting bookings which is really big within our community because yeah. we didn't have I'd say the big infrastructure there is now for underground artists you know yeah. just getting booked back then it was kind of difficult and this was around 2011-12 yeah. so like artists like Shay Lingo, Miss Banks like they'd get up on stage and um, you know they'd tear down the mic and it would just be you know a great presence to be around and just validated that you know I can do this too and I can get bookings and you know, seeing the trajectory of those artists now is nice.
0: Yeah, and I mean, talking about growth.
1: Yeah, so um, someone I really looked up to growing up was Mariah Carey. Um, her music is just top tier. Like, I remember watching the Honey video growing up, and from that moment, I was just like, I love music. I didn't like music before yeah. that. I specifically remember not liking music. I was like five, and um, yeah, as soon as that song came on, I just loved it, and then. Um, as I grew older, I definitely connected with her more. So like whenever I got time off school, I would just watch MTV Bass all day. Like I would just literally back and forth, cartoons, yeah. MTV Bass, cartoons, yeah. MTV Bass. Yeah. Sounds like my life. And um, <laughs> literally. <laughs> yeah. So,
0: You know, and in terms of, you know, the pandemic 2020, you know, was crazy for all of us. Would you say you've adapted or have had to adapt the way that you make music lately? I
1: feel like when I first started music, I wanted to be in a studio all the time. Mm. And I feel like I've adapted to the culture of recording at home. Mm. And that's really helped me during the lockdown, you know. So mm. I'd say in that sense, definitely. Also the music that I take in, I'm becoming more open to listening to the newer genres of like R&B mm. and I'd say trap, you know, that is really coming through an alternative pop as well. and. Just uh, music that's kind of left and doesn't really fit any genre. Mm-hmm. So I'd say that just listening to that has kind of changed the way that I, you know, write or I approach, um, yeah, approach a beat. And I feel like that has, you know, enabled me to enter spaces that I probably wouldn't have before if I'd kind of stayed very rigid within R and B. And I feel like yeah, that's kind of shaped me into being um, the artist that I am today. Mm. You know, sometimes um, a song can be very R&B, sometimes it can just not be, do you know what I'm saying? But there's still a soul element as, as part of it. So, yeah, I'd say um, the positive outcomes from that has just been, you know, a bigger fan base, mm. being able to, you know, reach to people um in different countries. And, yeah, just being able to, you know, keep putting out music and just having like, you know, positive feedback has just been amazing. Yeah. You know?
0: Good, I stumped. That's, dumb. that's dumb. <laughs>
1: So like, is there anything that excites you the most about being a musician right now? And, you know, looking into this year, do you have any plans to get into any spaces to perform? Because I know you said you think there's going to be another lockdown. So it'd be interesting to hear your take on that.
0: Uh, Yo, that's so (laughs) crazy. Uh, What excites me about being a musician right now? Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) um, What excites me personally is um, working on the music that I'm working on right now. I'm working on my mm-hmm. my next album. Um, I should be dropping that later in the year.
1: Oh, that's big.
0: So that's what's exciting me the most. But getting back into spaces, listen, as artists, that's what we want to do, right? That's what we want to mm-hmm. do. We want to perform. You know, maybe mm-hmm. not all of us. I mean, Summer Walker is a very good example. Not all of us want to be, you know, front and Senna on stage dancing and, yeah. you know, jumping up you can and down.
1: Definitely relate to her though with
0: that. Yeah. You know, a lot of us can, you know, anxiety is a real thing. You know, depression is mm-hmm, a real thing, definitely. you know, mental health is a real thing. Um, exactly. And she's, and she's definitely made it a very relatable topic now. So that mm-hmm. question for me, again, is going to have to be personal. Me, I want to, I want to touch my fans. I want to, I want to have, um. I want to have a beer thrown in my face, you know from time to time. Yeah, no,
1: I feel that. Yeah, yeah. You know what Tell I mean? The
0: you know, mm-hmm. I want to I want to take my shirt off and jump in the crowd. <laughs> you know what I mean? I want to I want to do all that. So
1: I want to see it as well. So yeah. exactly, I, I feel you, Do you know what I'm saying?
0: <laughs> you know 100%. <laughs> I want
1: to see that energy on stage.
0: You know, so for me, for sure, I I have plans of getting back into real spaces. But um let's see what the the corona situation is i think uh more than yeah, anything let's see what she does yeah more than anything <laughs> our, our lives we can't put a price on our safety and our health so exactly. let's let's see what corona has in store for us but um i have faith man i have faith
1: you yeah, know I, I agree with you on that one as well to be honest
0: yeah but tell me um have you got a story about how or when you've connected with someone through music maybe it was a collaborator friend fan you know
1: I'd say yeah, like my listeners. So um, I've had listeners from the start of my journey. I've had some come during the last project. Yeah, I've also um, had people come, you know, later down the line. And um, yeah, it's just nice to see that connection that I have every time I release a new project or a new song or a new visual that someone new comes along every time. I feel like that growth makes me want to continue making more music because, you know, I'm I'm reaching people in countries I didn't know uh, listen to me. So it's really nice. Mm. And I feel like, you know, with my last project, it kind of touched on subjects that I wouldn't typically present to the world, Mm. Um, but I was able to do that and I was appreciated for it. And I feel like my my listenership has definitely kept me safe, like in unsafe times. Mm. So... Yeah, I just feel like definitely my listeners—they're yes, the ones who are always gonna tell me how it is. Uh, they're the ones who are always gonna embrace me um, if they feel like something's up personally as well. So, yeah,
0: just you know, real human interactions. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to get back into that. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, with me personally, when it comes to connecting, recently, I connected uh, with a fellow musician, um, King Manada. We did a song together which is currently my biggest song. Um, I think we're mm -hmm. almost triple platinum on that one.
1: Oh, crazy. (laughs) But yeah, uh,
0: the way I connected with him was, you know, through a DM. Like I said, you know, we super small out here. I've been listening to his music. So, you know, one December I was just like, hey man, uh, I would love to link up and work with you. And he said, yeah, for sure. And I sent him the beat via WhatsApp. Um, He sent me the vocals like two days later and we had a hit. So, you know, that was like a real organic moment and i'm really down for organic moments you know it's funny like earlier you were saying how the lockdown has allowed you to like be more about like the home studio vibes you know bedroom vibes Mm -hmm. um yeah for me i've always been that way since i moved out the house when i was 17 i've always had like a setup in my bedroom you know, I've never paid for studio time in my life. You know, I've yes, never man. paid I've never paid for a beat in my life. You know, I make all my no beats. Way. You know what I mean? So like <laughs> I've been about the home studio vibe forever. So I just I connect right now the same way I've been connecting. You know, I'll hit you up, I'll hit you up. I'll hit you up on the DM, I'll hit you up. On WhatsApp, I'll give you a text, I'll give you a call, whatever. Like getting people's numbers and actually connecting as musicians is, yeah. well, from where I'm from, is really not that hard. The first conversation that we have is not necessarily money. So over here, it's more of a, a respect and a humility thing. So I just keep it moving the same way I've always kept it moving, you know? So I think the pro about that is that damn, I guess the world is adjusting to the way that I've been thinking the whole time. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. like people are, are realizing that, yo, we don't have to meet, bro. We don't have yeah.
1: to. <laughs> yeah. I love that at home vibe. I can definitely relate that.
0: You know yeah. what I mean? We don't have to go and meet. We can actually get on Zoom, hey?
1: Yeah, no, I'm not with that. If the beat's vibing, I'm with it. Exactly. If your collab is vibing, then I'm with it. Do you you know, know what I, I mean? So, you know? I agree um, with that.
0: And um, you know, tell me, was there a particular space or community within your local scene, which helped you uh, make you the artist that you are today?
1: Yeah, so um, I spoke on previously on Open Mic, but I definitely feel like um, prior to that, I was always involved um, in a community somewhere or another. But I realized like where I definitely like connected to music was basically um, at school um, amongst my peers. There was always different songs that were, you know, popping off at the time. And I definitely, you know, got wind of that just through school, whether we danced to it, whether we were sending it to each other. Mm.
0: Personally, when it comes to community and uh, around my local scene, you know, which helped me, it was the hip hop community for me. And they know, South Africa knows, when it comes to the awards, you know, and they asked me to present awards, like I'm not shy about it. You know, I get on stage and I talk my nonsense about, you know, how they won't put me <laughs> in a hip hop category but they know very well that I yeah. dabble in it and I, and I do it very well. And, and most of my audience is a hip hop. So, you know, yeah. I have to give a big shout out to the South African hip hop community for embracing me as a, as a singer, as a producer, as whatever I want to present myself to them yeah. as, you know, the hip hop community, um, has always embraced it first.
1: Yeah, speaking of tracks that, you know, we love and we've come up in the scene with, what would you say is like a guilty pleasure track for you or a track that you're slightly embarrassed to listen to?
0: You know what? I don't think there's a song that I'm embarrassed to listen to. I don't think we should be embarrassed to listen to anything. If anything, I feel like a weird, weird song should be celebrated and you should look like the smartest kid in the classroom if you play it. (laughs) <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what, I, you know what I mean? Uh so mm-hmm. for me personally, I don't have any songs that I play when I'm feeling guilty, but I have songs that I play that will definitely get me in a mood where I might do something that's going to have me feeling guilty. You feel me?
1: Yeah. yeah. I get you on that one. <laughs> so
0: for that, uh, you got a guilty pleasure track?
1: Yeah, I've got a guilty pleasure track, but it's not like a, I'm embarrassed by it type yeah, of thing. Yeah, of course. You feel it's me? more just, it just shows my age. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. So I was listening to um, J-Lo Love Don't Cost a Thing uh, you was know, at work like two years ago. And what I loved about it is I didn't realize how much that slapped.
0: Yeah, like, J-Lo was lo like, Okay, J-Lo so
1: This was going off.
0: Yeah, my childhood, man. That also reminds me like, yo, I'm getting really old, man.
1: yeah definitely
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh that's crazy so um we're coming to the end of the show it's Mm -hmm. been dope yes i just got one last question what's the track that reminds you the most of of london
1: um i chose nux thames okay um i like his attitude on the song um i feel like he really showcases like what london flair is about do you have any songs that remind you of your city
0: of course I do, of course I do. My track is uh, the late, great, Double H P, Hood Legend, where I'm from, okay. Mafi Gang's very own boss, which means uh, boss, R.I.P to the King.
1: Thank you for sharing that with me. No stress. It's been nice speaking to you. It's been nice hearing about you know your transition from uh, ATL to uh, South Africa likewise, likewise. what music inspires you so yeah, thank you for sharing your time with me.
0: Thank you, thank you
1: You've been listening to Parallel Sounds with me and Jeremy.
0: And myself, Tsejo
1: It's been so great to chat with you
0: Likewise, been a pleasure
1: Big shout outs to NTS and Jameson for making this happen. Big love You've been listening to Parallel Sounds with me and Jeremy.
0: And myself, Tseho.
1: It's been so great to chat with you.
0: Likewise, been a pleasure.
1: Big shout outs to NTS and Jameson for making this happen. Big love. in the show notes for a playlist of all the tracks mentioned in the conversation.